We definitely compliment each other a lot. Um, not just like give each other compliments. Like <laughs> yeah, not like colors. We like. <laughs> yeah. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 2 of The Family Order. On this episode, we're going to discuss the first pillar in the vision for our family, which is marriage. We'll discuss why this is our first pillar and how it relates to our family vision and values. Why is our marriage important to us and what is it we want others to know about marriage in general? So the pillar of marriage, um, as we describe it, is to elevate one another to flourish as life partners. Depending on your source, 40 to 50% of marriages now end in divorce, with the percent increasing in second and third marriages. Overall, marriage rates in the U.S. are down. As well, people are waiting longer to get married and are avoiding marriage altogether. A little bit about Ben and I is that we, (laughs) so we've been together over 15 years now. We're not old. Uh, We met when I was 17. We were married in 2007. We met in 2005. So we got married a week before my 19th birthday. Um, (laughs) That would make me, what, 23? 23, yeah. (laughs) We are definitely an anomaly. Yeah, we're a bit of an outlier. Uh Um, So we're definitely above the statistics being together for 15 years already. There's obviously benefits to being married, not just... So I I think what's interesting is when I was doing a Google search on this, you know, you'll read about tax benefits, earning benefits Mm -hmm. for married people, health insurance, lower stress. I think that depends on the person. Uh, (laughs) Less depression, more likely to survive terminal illness like cancer, longer lifespan, you know, you still, when you ask people why they get married, you know, it's usually a response around love and companionship. I think that marriage carries a different perspective currently than it used to. It, you know, it used to be a bit of an ideal for people to strive towards. And, you know, I, and I think people have put so much weight on it. It's either going to be a fairy tale and easy and everything's great and sunshine and rainbows or oh my gosh, it's so hard, and how could I live with one person my whole life, and all, all those types of things. But it's it's it was funny when I was looking and, and searching, there's lists of links about the financial aspect, the insurance, tax benefits, and then just goes right into the case against marriage. What does that tell us about the message, I think, that's that's getting out there about marriage. It's it's a heavy word now, and people, marriage, kids, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, that sounds like a lot to deal with, you know? Why don't we get into why is marriage our first pillar that we're going to talk about? I mean, obviously, 15 plus years ago, our family started with the two of us. So that is, that is our first pillar, not getting into religious or, or anything like that. This family started because of the marriage of, of two people. You know, you don't even have to look at marriage in the definition, legal 
sense of it. You know, right. if you are in a committed relationship with someone, I know people who have been engaged for 10 years and have had children together and stuff, mm-hmm. but haven't been legally married. Just looking at it in a, in a committed sense, that is the, the pillar of our family. Some people think that marriage is hard work or that you have to put a lot of effort into it. And I think we've definitely seen that we did not have to work nearly as hard the first five years till five we had a years. child. Uh-huh. We were married five years until our daughter came along and we didn't fight. We enjoyed spending time together, you know, just like we still do. Add a kid in and, and wow. And after having a child, we had to put so much more effort into our marriage. While it doesn't have to be difficult, it's definitely not effortless. The biggest thing, I think, with our marriage and why it has succeeded, quite honestly, our values align on the big things. They really do. We grew up completely different. But at the core of ourselves, our values definitely align on the big things. And we both want to improve, and we are both headed in the same direction. We've certainly had our ups and downs, and it's all about how you respond to it. We've not always been aligned. We've had our, you know, sets of issues to deal with in the past. And it's, you know, it it comes back sometimes if you don't deal with it. something that uh, you have to get realigned on. And we're going stronger now than we ever have been. We're more aligned than we ever have been. And I wouldn't trade it all in for anything at this point because I like where we're at. And I like where we're going even mm-hmm. more so. The core thing to remember and and why marriage is, is the first pillar in, in our family, you know, is that even in modern day, we still believe that it is the most powerful union and partnership between two people. That is our belief. That might not be everyone's. It was hard work to get to, and it's hard, even harder work to keep it. Is it worth it? Yes. Yeah, and for us, divorce hasn't been an option. It's It's been a thought a couple times, for sure. I think that we remember, put put our ego to the side and try to remember that we are a team. It's not about who's right, who's wrong, whose fault it was, who gets the glory. Your win is my win. My win is your win. It's our win because mm-hmm. we are a team. I think that some couples out there struggle with this. Plus, we're, we are very committed. And, you know, the good times and the bad. So let's give them just a brief little rundown of our five family sure. values and the marriage parts of that. Um, because we wanted to make sure that the five values that we picked would have multiple layers to them between marriage, family, health, and home. So integrity in marriage, we need to be honest with ourselves and each other. That sounds simple enough, right? But we're setting an example for our entire family that includes our kids. For the most part, we follow through on what we say we're going to do. We keep that trust we don't break that. If you're having trouble in an argument and you're, you've probably assumed things, there's probably been um, a lack of respect. You know, one of you has probably done things without the other's agreement on something, um, or you've broken the trust at one point and now they don't believe you when you say that you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. So what, why would they? We, we also have a time and, you know, a bit of integrity here with trust. So we don't commit to things without the other 
being communicated. Which might be annoying to, to some of our friends sometimes. Sure. Sure. It's not, <laughs> Let me check with my wife. Yeah, we're not <laughs> checking in to see you get permission. Mm-mm. It's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. It's about I'm not going to commit us to some sort of social gathering somewhere without you knowing because you might have already been working on something else or had something else in mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want to relax for the night, but I'm committing three hours of your time as well as mine. Mm-hmm. Another thing that um, that I don't know if our friends notice it or not, they might just find it annoying, is our group texting. So if we are communicating something to couples, we it's a group text. It's with me, Ben, and let's say the other couple. Well, it really keeps the trust because now I don't have to even think about that situation or, you know, either of us are going to stray. Um, it's just a boundary that we've set for ourselves even you know our next uh value to talk about humility you know some of these tie together and we don't compete and keep score we've talked Mm -hmm. about that but that also speaks to you know keeping score what do we mean by that well it doesn't mean hey i've done the dishes three times this week and you've only done them twice or i put the kids to bed seven times this week and Right. It's like it's like I don't I don't think that that's a fair comparison when mm-hmm. you're talking about household chores and kids mm-hmm. because again, it could be more than just that or work hours or whatever the financial. case is or you financial know, spending you spend or other you know. $100 on yeah. I don't know what you spend money on, but uh, so I get to go buy yeah, seven pairs of shoes or something. Yeah, this is just an example, but yeah, we're not going to say, "Hey, you spent twenty bucks, I get to go spend twenty bucks." It's mm-hmm. not. It's it doesn't really work that way. And when it comes to humility, I also think that we try to we try to keep improving every day on not letting the little stuff get to us. Mm-hmm. Don't let it blow out of proportion. And if you have a problem, get it fixed. Don't let it build into something it shouldn't be, which is inevitably going to happen but which is not like uh let's have a nightly conversation on the status of our <laughs> yeah. relationship yeah we don't need a state of the union every night address every but night. Yeah. it's you know and it's not always a appropriate time of no let's discuss this but you know what i mean they say don't go to bed angry yeah it's gonna happen sometimes that's gonna happen sometimes <laughs> and sometimes that's not all bad sometimes you need to cool off yeah mm-hmm. go to a corner and let it let it let it go next day come back with a cooler head and let's talk about it rational let's not be children and yell and scream and start name calling and then two, you know two weeks later you can't even remember what that stupid fight was even about mm-hmm. so tenacity this has to do with you know Love and commitment. We're a team. We're a family. Um, we have to work together on all of the challenges that arise, but um, our progress together, um, whether it be with our friends, whether it be our home, you know, we're trying to ultimately build a life together. So we try to go on dates and don't give up. Keep keep trying. It doesn't always work out. You know, <laughs> you try a new restaurant that didn't work. Okay, let's try something else. And it's about keeping it as a priority because things are just going to continue to get in the way if you let them. Uh, We're not going to fight over our differences. Okay. 
we're going to continue and try to embrace our differences. In fact, encourage them because that's what leads to many of the things that we do to advance. Well, I think, too, during this time of COVID, we have to have even more tenacity for these things because, like, we've even, like, we've gone on dates and we've gone to restaurants and it sucks now. Like, (laughs) it's not fun. And so we've had to find other things to do during this time that that help us connect because if you go to a restaurant and you're just you know peeved the entire time that they don't have their regular menu now and it's your one time a month that you get to go out on a date with your significant other you know like that's not going to be a fun date <laughs> so right. you know you have to be able to bounce back from those types of things and we understand we're human. We when we have when we go on a quote unquote date, what are we doing most of the time? We are talking about kids and we are talking about business. We're not perfect. You know, but I will tell you that when we do go on a date now versus 15 years ago, I, we get a whole lot more out of it. Our fourth family pillar is respectful. This is about faithfulness and loyalty and respect for our mind and body. So we show respect for each other. We edify and uphold each other whenever possible. So this involves protecting each other and ourselves physically or even emotionally from negative influences. We model the way for our kids by providing them with an example of how we want them to treat or be treated by their significant other. And a call out on this one that I'll make is something we learned through having to work on our marriage that we needed to make sure that we were upholding each other when the other one wasn't around. So it's easy to be nice to each other when you're together and with your friends. But when the guys separate or the girls separate, you all go to your separate room. Do you start gossiping about each other? Do you Mm -hmm. make little comments, make little jabs, show contempt, roll your eyes? Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah, he always does that. Or, oh, she is just the worst at that, or whatever the case is, that does no good for anyone. In fact, you're hurting yourself and your wife more than you realize, or your husband more than you realize, because as soon as you start doing that, you're eroding the respect, the love, the commitment that you have for each other, and it gets easier and easier to start going down that path and, and what does that say when you're around your friends, too, your friends or family, when you're like, oh, yeah, he's always doing something like that, you know, or oh, uh, he never helps with the kids or, you know, or I mean, what does that do? What does that 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 yeah. what does that do to your friends? It just leads to things that aren't good. It, it's not productive. Yeah. And then with the mind and body, protecting each other and ourselves physically and emotionally from negative influences. <laughs> We'll get a lot more into the the mental health. The biggest obstacle that we continue to face is my mental health, um, which we will get more into that because I am not shy about discussing my mental health um, because I think that is it is a, a big thing to be discussed. But the fact that I suffer from anxiety and depression and severe postpartum depression, I am one of the very lucky few that has a supportive partner. And I think that I was meant to marry someone who was a psychology major. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it didn't help with anything else, so it might as well help in the marriage. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, So just a couple more things we want to talk about. Our last value for our family is helpful. One of the biggest things is we actually do talk about real stuff every day. Uh, even if it is short, we we do take a walk. Um, it started out as a 20-minute walk about six months ago, and it has grown into an hour walk every single day. So by 9 a.m., we're at over 6,000 steps, easy. And we spend meaningful time together, and it's scheduled if necessary. Exactly. We go on our walk at 8 o'clock every morning now so that you're back for your 9 o'clock meeting. Well, and I think that the media doesn't help here. The media and and movies and stuff, shows we grew up with, it's this spontaneous adventure, and oh my gosh, it's perfect. I don't know how many times this has ever happened in the universe that everything was perfect. (laughs) Only things that are scripted really are that way, and Mm -hmm. we also have to schedule it sometimes. I know it doesn't sound like fun, but sometimes you have to prioritize it, set it aside, make it happen. And if you overstructure it, you can squeeze the fun out of it, but... I think there has to be at least a loose structure sometimes when you have kids, you have jobs, you have a home, you have other things to take care of, you're juggling all these things. It's it's the it's the first thing that can be, become a non-priority. It's on the back burner. We'll get to it when we get time. Well, then that time never comes. And some people do, uh, I, I guess not make fun, but poke fun of us at our schedule. We, we are very scheduled people, both of us. We really are. Um, between homeschooling and work and freelancing and podcast and children, yes, we have a schedule. I am not going to fly by the seat of my pants. You know, we do schedule it. We budget our finances and we review them weekly. We know what's happening with, with our money and we're doing this together. Our boundaries are crucial. This is hard to understand early in the marriage, but it becomes apparent over time. So especially if some distance has developed in your marriage, mm-hmm. we have a type AB personality differences. So I'm, if you can't figure it out, I'm type A. Very type A. <laughs> like the best, the most type A. We have, and, and this is not just, I Googled it and I think I'm this. No, we have had analysis done of us in counseling, which we'll talk about. Yep. Which is like someone saying, do you know that your daughter is strong-willed? Yes. Duh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I am type A and type A people suffer from depression and anxiety a lot. And type A people like things that way. Ben is, I mean, are you, you're I'm not. I'm a mix. You're I, a mix. I, you're not type I'm, B. I'm type A on some things mm-hmm. and then I'm B on others. Some resources you could check out if you're that type of person that wants a little bit more reading, a little more content. We have found... Gottman's Five Magic Hours, helpful. You can check out the website. And I think he's got some books and there's been other studies done. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of resources which, um, we, which in, we can hook you up with. So we naturally have put Gottman's Five Magic Hours into our marriage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't we like learned about that and de- then did it. It was we were doing this and then learned about the Five Magic Hours and we we're like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. If that makes sense. We had to put a title on it and a label, but we didn't structure it in those buckets necessarily, but we were pretty much doing it or wanting to do it. Our call to order this week relates to that. Put your phones down. Spend some meaningful time together and write some of this down if you have to. It really helps clarify it. Take some time and enjoy each other. Laugh. You know, think about these questions. What's the current state of your marriage? Last week, we asked you to do an inventory. When did you last go on a meaningful date? Think about your priorities. How often have you put your marriage first? 
not your kids, work, working out, family, friends, and all these other things in your life that go on. Everything will function better when your marriage is operating at a high level. One of the resources that we're going to be doing this week is called a SWOT analysis. And even though I've been in the world of business for a long time, (laughs) I just learned about this last week. And I thought it was a really cool way to look at business in general, but also in marriage. So last week, we asked you to kind of take a inventory of your life, okay, and to write it down. People who write down their goals are more likely to achieve them. We've created a resource of a SWOT analysis, which is your strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. We want you to take a SWOT analysis of your marriage, only your marriage. Write down what are the strengths of your marriage? What are the weaknesses of your marriage? What are the opportunities and what are the the threats? Ben and I have done this as well, and we are going to post that on the Facebook group page just so that you can kind of get an idea. Like I said, we're not perfect. Obviously, we have weaknesses in our marriage. We have opportunities. We have threats. We have strengths um, (laughs) that we talked about. (laughs) And so you can uh, utilize the blank resource to fill that out yourself, share it with your partner, keep it tucked inside, whatever it is. Just write it down. Have something to work towards. That is the biggest thing that we have learned. If you write it down and have something to work towards, you are immediately on the journey of self-improvement. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Family Order. The marriage pillar. Next week, we're going to cover our next pillar, family. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.